Hello, this is Claire and the Art of Life. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome. And I'm going to speak here about living in the gift. Again, uh, I have a, a whole course transmission around living in the gift that has a lot more in-depth information about transitioning out of a conventional lifestyle and out of mainstream and into a self-sustaining, creative, expansive lifestyle. Um, but I wanted to just update the subject a little bit, like refresh it and give give witness to it, give attention to it, because there's a lot that is changing in the world and a lot of people moving into more like, uh, more get towards gift rather than um, conventional transactional contract. And this is really powerful, really expansive, really interesting that when we do this, like when you move into either long-term crowdfunding patronage or a collective supporting you like um, private membership association or a, a subscription format, um, the really powerful thing is that you also remove yourself from being under the, the heavy boot of the agenda and the system and the obligatory self-oppression that mainstream demands of us. And there are many, many ways in which we can step into freedom, step into flow, step into gift. And in a way, we actually, each of us, have a completely unique, specific path into it. Uh, we, as with homeopathy and as with art, we all have a unique language um, that is our will aligned with our feeling, aligned with our body and our life purpose and our heart and being spoken in the eternal now, being spoken out into the world. And that the power of that, there is literally nothing more powerful. There's nothing more powerful than uniqueness. There's nothing more powerful than the symbiosis that unfolds around us when we get more into our uniqueness and into the vitality of it. Like when we access our root, our core, our inimitable and inalienable connection with the divine, connection with rootedness in this earth, in this time, um, connection at the centre of the collective. When we are, are more and more inhabiting this, the freedom of that space, of that flow, of that liberated sovereign self, um, it's not as simple as just cut yourself loose from the chains and therefore you're free. It's not as simple as, as like, instead of being a slave rowing on this huge boat that we're all crashing over the edge of the world with, it's not as simple as just throwing yourself overboard. You have to know the currents that you're stepping into. You have to know about natural law. You have to have an understanding of what it is to actually take the reins in your own, own life and then eventually take the bridle and saddle off <laughs> and merge with the horse. Um, 
it's not as simple as um, just cutting the chains. Uh, and, and I think that's that's something that it's important to know, not as a like an assurance before you start stepping out of the system. I think that when you start stepping out of the system and in, into gift and living in gift, there's a natural gravity, a natural migration that, that will pull you that eventually it's its own self-sustaining momentum like there you can't go back and you can only go forward and and things reveal themselves to you as you step forward um but I think that, that there are specific aspects like collective habits collective stances collective rigidity conditioning specific thoughts feelings and positions that we have so deeply ingrained into us that we don't actually recognize them in ourselves. we can maybe slightly notice them in other people or in film characters or book characters <clears throat> we'll notice it external to ourselves, but actually seeing it within ourselves. We, we sometimes um, are blinkered and um, the essence of that is that when something is numb inside of us, like when a power is numb, when an energy is blocked, when, when is, consciousness is suppressed, by definition we can't feel it. So you don't know what you're not feeling if you're not feeling it. You know, if there hasn't been a time in your life that you've been liberated into it, you might have never known it and never felt it. And for most of us, that's pretty, you know, as messed up as it is, as it is, that is the state of things we have been conditioned into being so much less than we are and that we're capable of than we're capable of. So getting back to or getting to for the first time that incredible potential that divine essence that expansive self that interconnected richness of being in a biodiverse reality and being in the right place in that biodiverse reality being in our proper role rather than an artificial role and a, a convoluted role that feeds the system that feeds the the hierarchy um it's a it's it's a, a very it's a significant transition and it involves a huge amount of inner work that might seem like well i i can't do that or i i don't have time to deal with that or i just want to get on and be free um but missing the point completely that whatever it is that is grating or crunching between us and the world is the treasure, is the thing that we need to regain presence of, witness of, um, and have our energy flow through. It's the whole point of it. <laughs> and uh, it, it's very difficult to, to get to grips with it. And I, I just, I just want to talk about this because this is something coming up for me lately. Um, you know, that we're so tricked in our own minds and our own conditioning about 
I'll, I'll relax when I'm retired <laughs> kind of thing. And that, that is like a really extreme version of it, but it's so fucking normalised that, you know, it's not, it's not delayed gratification. It is that it's prolonged discomfort, prolonged self-abuse, self-sabotage that, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'll be, f if I can just set up the external structure, I will be free. But of course, the freedom is never going to come from any external structure. It doesn't, in fact, I was going to say it doesn't matter what shape the external structure is, it's not going to liberate you um, unless you've done the inner work. And the inner work is um, the deep rootedness of delaying pleasure of never really going in search of pleasure, of never understanding that pleasure and bliss are at the core of being fully aligned with gift, being fully aligned with health, being fully aligned with vitality. Um, our, our, the whole conditioning around that is so, so deep around coming up into our heads, coming away from our womb or our pelvis or our core strength, coming away from our spine, just coming into our front lobe consciousness and leaning forward into the thing and trying to force it our way, trying to force it with our minds, like, I want it to be this way, I want it, rather than really willing it, rather than really knowing what is right and knowing what is good for everyone, everything, that when our will is really aligned, whatever we're doing is for the good of everyone because it couldn't be isolated. When we know ourselves, we know our connectedness. When we know our true nature, our natural nature, we know our connectedness with the world. So we, in, we instinctively will take care of things. We will instinctively take care of animals, plants, each other, neighbours, community. We'll instinctively want to give to the world. We won't be holding it back and demanding a, a coin for it. Um, we'll be looking for every way in which we can possibly give it away and we'll also be very skilled at taking care of ourselves so that we can give it away more and more because we've got so much to give away because we've got so much energy and freedom within our within ourselves that it naturally will overflow naturally spill over and this is the this is the nature of human um of course, human is a controversial word. This word, this is the nature of our beingness, of our natural men and natural women, our living beingness, is this profoundly abundant well vitality um, that we all have these unique gifts, and it and in a way that like the word gift is a bit of a misnomer it it gives us this idea that it's this a gift being a very special thing like a treasure like something that's been given to us that only certain people have and like it's special people get this present this gift um and really like we all have gift gift is everything gift is flow gift is whatever we are giving is gift and something that Another aspect of living in gift is how we recognise, we have to be able to recognise how profoundly beautiful everything is. 
how profoundly glorious it is to share a cup of tea in the sunshine with a friend. How profoundly beautiful it is my partner bought me a loaf of bread at the weekend. And the way he gifted to me, it, to me, the way it was presented, the, the sacredness of that, in the freedom of it, the, the beauty of a moment that is free where we're, we're not bound to external things and we're not bound to compromise, we're not bound into a concept that's outside of us that's actually milking us for something. Um, you know, like buying expensive flowers that have been grown in a hothouse in Amsterdam and that are being um, sold for an extortionate sum. Rather, a partner gathering wildflowers that grow in excess naturally nearby and his touching the soil and asking permission and being present and gifting something of that moment, something ephemeral, something that's passing something that's being given abundantly by nature, something that connects me with the plants. I get to study them, look at them, enjoy their beauty, take in their perfume, learn about them by, by witnessing them, looking at them. Um, whereas, you know, if a, a bunch of tulips from Lido got plonked on my table, it would be a, a different experience with a big bit of plastic around them. You know, my partner's had to work really hard to get the 10 euros or the 5 euros to pay for them. They, you know, these are, the dynamics are so different. Um, and the flower is going back to nature afterwards rather than going into a composting system and being picked up by the government and the council and shipped off to a, a hole in the ground, which probably isn't the best recycling way. Um, yeah, it's just very interesting what happens when we start to unravel every transaction, every gift and align more and more with the beauty of the thing, the beauty of going mushroom picking and having mushrooms in the freezer rather than buying a pack of mushrooms that are probably grown in Eastern Europe in on a massive scale and probably have lots of dodgy things going on around them. You know, when things are grown at a massive scale, they're by default coming away from nature if they're not growing in the natural environment in amongst lots of other stuff and growing of their own voluntad, their own will, then it becomes another thing. It becomes a contrived thing. It, it, its vital force is diminished. Its magic is diminished. Its medicine is diminished. But when we go into the wild state and we spend time and energy investing in, in real nutrition real water, living water, and so on. Like, we we get the transmission with it, we get the activation with it, whereas everything that comes through the system that's mass-produced, that's contrived, that's shipped great distances, etc., by its nature cannot be the thing that is from close by, it cannot be anything like the thing that's close by, that comes from the same soil, that has the same microbes that are flowing in and out of our nose and our respiratory system and through our blood and through the water and the symbiosis of that, of, of that avatar, planet-like interconnectedness is, is so significant and so nourishing 
and has so much more energy in it rather than a thing being depleted by the fact that it's grown en masse with a load of other things that are the same as it. So it inherently hasn't got the immunity, hasn't got the defences, isn't getting the nutriment from the soil because the soil is depleted because it's being worked so hard. It's being forced to grow outside its natural cycle and season, probably outside its natural habitat. So the whole thing is extremely diminished. And then it's being shipped a huge distance. You know, even if we're getting stuff that's from our own country, it's been shipped like across borders, across up and down motorways, in and out of warehouses. It's in packaging. It's got plastic around it. It's been sealed in there. It's been washed in a certain way, prepared and washed, probably in um, bleach and chlorine and whatever, which is still sitting on it. Um, it'll be artificially ripened and so on. So, you know, I'm not just trying to build a big negative picture. I'm saying this for a very specific image, but to put next to a thing of like, when I go down in the garden of a morning, when I get called by the asparagus plants to go and pick asparagus spears, <clears throat> the fact that I have time to do that, the fact that my supporters understand the kind of lifestyle I'm living, the fact that I'm supported without having to go and do something that I don't want to do or eat food that I don't want to eat in order to save time and energy, in order that I, I can then do a small amount of what I want to do and I'm getting paid by doing what I don't want to do. It's like those, that, that ultimately, all this, this trade-off and this giving away of our, of our sacred, sacred time, sweat, energy, innocence, spontaneity, freedom, sovereignty, all of this, this whole package, um, like stepping in, stepping into the gift, moving into gift, is essentially about about dissolving all of that, about remedying it, about antidoting it, and and just letting it naturally dissolve. It does naturally dissolve when we start to gravitate away from it, when we start to study natural law or look deeper into what health re really is, what real health sovereignty is, what what not being ill is, what not needing medicine is. When we when we step into these things, um, it just gets more and more beautiful, and it gets more and more interesting. That you know, like the potential is as much as we step into it, and therefore, if we want to really make the most out of this life, and if we collectively want to take ourselves away from this crashing psychotic dance over the end of the world off the edge of the planet you know if we really want to live the fullness of what we're actually here for then we we might want to start digging deeper and looking at like not just looking at but witnessing but really really feeling our way into what wants to come through me what wants to come into being what wants to be um and yeah, that, that journey, it, it's, it really does take blood, sweat and tears. Um, but those blood, sweat and tears are so infinitely more satisfying. Losing those things to work that is, <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> 
excuse me, um, deeply, deeply fulfilling work that we know that we're meant to be doing at this very time, in this very place, in this very season, in this now. <clears throat> it's a... It's a, a, a freedom that, that becomes more expansive the more we step into it. And it also demands of us that we have to um, really go there, like really go into the depths of ourself and really meet our, our greatest fears, our greatest conditioning, like what's been conditioned in there, what's been pressed down there. Um, so, yeah, some of the things that have happened around me lately at, um, in making some of these decisions around, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, like, what comes first, the, the, the wisdom or the freedom or the, like, knowing about law or, or having your paperwork in order. Um, like, they all follow, they all go in the right direction. But some of us are more of the intuitive wild nature some of us are more of the having things written down some some are more of speaking out in the face-to-face -face. and some are more of the the world of um public information like giving information to the collective uh, so we all have our own our own path in it but the the unraveling of it i feel like it really has to come inside of us as well I, i've been exploring this very challenging subject of stepping away from even the beautiful organisation that I work for vacation with an artist or work with. Um, I have a sense that if an organisation at this point in the world's unfolding aren't being at least a little bit outspoken about what's being done to our freedoms and how to protect them, then really we're, we're all just like falling into a deeper and deeper hole. So making a decision to come out and be independent and stand on my own, um, it seems like a small step. I haven't been earning a great amount of money over the last years from this organisation. And um, we've been doing online sessions that really are, are a lot of work on my part and a small amount of work on their part and and me getting paid, you know, relatively small amount for the amount of work that's going into it and them getting paid the same amount for putting very little work into it. And, yeah, just just recognising that like at any any place that I'm working with an agency, even through Patreon, even through um PayPal, there's a you know a a percentage is being taken off and like what can I do to work more directly with people? What can I do to cut out the middle person? And what is the middle person really doing? Are they facilitating me? Are they asking me to change the shape of what I'm doing? Or are they really, you know, really, truly, are they holding me back? Or are they taking more from me than I'm getting from them? Is there an, an unfair transaction going on there? And 
and ultimately where are we going together you know if if we're expected to start tiptoeing around the whole agenda and the whole pandemic then really that's not the direction I'm going in absolutely I'm not pandering to that and I will never pander to, to that or anything like it so it's really important that I I recognize where where I'm dampen, damping something down where I'm accepting intimidation in order to get comfort or in order to get support so that I don't have to do something myself um, and yeah I think this is probably where it's where I've been stuck a lot and um, I know that for example when I lived back in the UK and was struggling as an artist to subsist and was getting working tax credits um, to support my income because I was on such a low income as an artist I remember the idea at that time the idea of owning my own home of having freedom of time and not having this weight over my head of paying rent and council tax and water charges and and having to pay food and uh, try and heat my home for free by chopping wood and carrying water oh my goodness yeah it just seemed like an impossible um circle hamster wheel to get off but it, it's not that different to being you know maybe aligned with a much more ethical and beautiful company but essentially they're still taking care of something that I think that I can't take care of myself and I know that that's a real sticking point for for people like how far do we go into sovereignty how far do we do everything for ourselves like get really autonomous get really living off the land but really when you start to go in that direction it becomes clear that that actually it's the only direction to go in is that you know if not extreme self-sufficiency but in terms of how we conduct our work and share our our uh, just trying to think of what to say like share our skills with the world share our our outpourings with the world our creative outpourings or our energy or our thoughts or our feelings share that with the world um however we do it there has to be a we're either going towards entropy or we're going towards syntropy. We're either going into expansiveness or we're going into contraction. And and the thing is, like we can do a little bit of very necessary contracting, like the body has to contract itself. We have certain reflexes and certain ways we have to be in the world um, that contraction is a real thing. But if contraction is everything and it's controlling everything and it's getting down into our private business, into our health, into like forcing things beyond our body boundary that we don't want, then it's really not serving its purpose. So recognising that we have a choice around these two things like recognizing what the entropy is recognizing what the synchrony is what the expansion is um such a, a key part of discernment of being able to discern 
um, the way forward and ultimately st- stepping more and more into living in the gift is about simply stepping away from contract, stepping away from contraction, stepping away from fear. But actually doing that, like we have to really go deep into our own body. This this issue that I've had with stepping out from vacation with an artist, um, I think I'm having to deal with, like it seems like such a simple thing, just saying thank you but no to a contract with a company that are going a wee bit too much into pandering to the pandemic. seems like it should just be a purely contractual thing it should just be a purely I'm not going to do that anymore I'm independent now and I'm going to work on my own but actually it's this extremely excruciatingly private turmoil around am I doing something fundamentally wrong part of my conditioning inside myself is there's a root of a wound somewhere that says that I can't do it on my own, that I shouldn't do it on my own, that there's something fundamentally wrong about that. And I know in all my heart, mind and spirit, I know that that it's not fundamentally wrong, it's fundamentally right. And that's a really different thing. But there's something that I can feel the root of it. It's like, it feels like something to do with the demonization of nature and the turning of something that is good and making it evil. And I do know through all my own studies that so much of what is presented as good in the world, like governments, money, (laughs) medicine, modern medicine, the church, is in fact a completely, uh, not converted, what's it called? Like a, a complete contra, control, it's like the opposite of what it actually is. And all the things that are actually really good are demonized, like l- real lovemaking, like spiritual liberation through lovemaking, like knowing our own bodies, knowing our own pelvis, um, like being at one with our bodies and not needing to be ill, like <laughs> enjoying our menstrual cycle and being empowered by it, um, being proud of our body. Uh, all these things are are undermined phenomenally by the normalization of all these limitations that we put on ourselves and we fit in so much better in mainstream and in the world and with the general population if we we diminish ourselves and complain about our complaints and um generally agree that the government is suppressing us and generally agree that things are are pretty dire in the world and that we're all suffering and that it's not fair um you know, when we decide to be independent and to do something from a point of strength and a point of truth and a point of, a point of principle and a point of natural law, it can be really hard, not, not just in terms of standing out like a sore thumb in the community or in the, in the field that we're in, but also um, in terms of what we have to unravel in our own body, mind and spirit and our own psyche which has been contorted, distorted from its natural state and its natural vitality and made to really essentially suppress itself. So yeah, some some really deep stuff coming up this week that um, sometimes it feels like stepping more and more into the gift. It feels like you know, I don't want to do this. I, I just want to get on and like, you know, churn out my work and 
make podcasts and be a citizen and, and just, you know, like earn money and have a steady wage and da 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 da. But then there's something like this greater calling that is calling for expansion, that wants to be birthed, that wants to gestate and grow and be sustained. And like it, the more I personally delve into my own truth and into the truth of nature and into the truth of what our actual nature is and what our potential is, the, the less I can like put that to the side or put a lid on it or hide it in a cupboard or, or um, get distracted from it even. Like it just calls and calls to be unlocked. And um, I've been talking with several people this week in particular about, you know, about, well, well specifically about um, how people taking the jab, the jab, um, are affecting people around them, that people near people taking the jab are expressing symptoms, like very strong symptoms, um, including babies dying from mothers who are breastfeeding them who've had the jab. And that is, like, on the one hand, that is extremely, extremely disturbing. And on the, on the other hand, it's makes sense, it's natural that we should all be affected by something that's going so deeply into the, the human mind, body, spirit and interfering with it. Of course, we're going to have not just, not something as simple as sympathetic feeling around it, like an, an empathy, uh, like um, sympathetic symptoms, but actually a fundamental, it's fundamentally challenging, challenging our body to express something that is being suppressed in the other person. Uh, to menstruate it out, to <clears throat> bring it out through the fluids in the body, through the respiratory system, through mimicking <clears throat> the, the, the very thing that's being suppressed, uh, which is a, a, an active, healthy immune system. <clears throat> I've, been, I've been thinking about that and thinking about... Um, how it seems like this is a time where everything's coming to the surface to be healed. And it's coming to the surface to be healed through those of us who are not suppressing our immune systems and not suppressing our mind, body, spirit, but who are actively willing for that to come through us and making space for it and witnessing it and releasing it. Um, and again, I, I think that living in the gift, we there is something that is gift in that. There is something that's a huge gift in that. Not being, not seeing it as a, a cliched martyristic thing that we're bleeding for the world or or being sick for the world, but that when we're really in our power, these things can move through us freely and naturally and easily, and they they really prove our power. What our power is the power to metabolize the power to heal naturally heal without any unnecessary stimulation or fiddling around with us um, the the gift and living in the gift is so much more than than just having enough coin in our bags that has been gifted to us in our wallet so that we can um go out and and spend it and consume 
and keep a, you know keep a good middle class lifestyle the the point i feel of stepping deeper and deeper into the gift and what living truly living with a capital l in the gift with a capital g is about this symbiotic aliveness like absolute aliveness that we meet everything with we meet everything including the forms that we have to fill out to pay for our electricity our electrical contract like everything starts to become living fluid dynamic and moving more towards natural law and fairness so there will be a point at which I stop paying for bills like that because it doesn't align it doesn't go with the abundance of what energy is available from around me that should be freely flowing into my life and can be freely flowing into my life and me not wasting it and it not getting lost in a big complex system of provider and service and paying people in call centers and losing energy and our actual needs getting completely lost in the system and lost in the call center and lost in the paperwork. Um, you know, my real needs in terms of electricity are very minimal, very small and very beautiful. Um, and I'm just slowly, slowly returning to nature with that, returning to, you know, what, what would the natural way for me to go be? Um, what would be a way of harnessing gift in this rather than being stuck in this contract with a company that are just feeding off me, feeding off my blood, sweat and tears? Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a longer, more complex discussion. Um, but, yeah, just everything is a step towards my freedom just now. And I'm feeling this... Um, <clears throat> this activation, this acceleration, getting more and more so, so it's not even like a, it's not even like going faster, it's not even speeding up, it's just a, 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 a vibration that feels like the fabric of reality around me is pure gift and is malleable, uh, not in a, not in an effortly, effortful, malleable, to me always gives me a sense of, um, somebody working a piece of clay or bread, kneading bread. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, it, that's not really what the nature of Malibu in terms of our living fully aligned with gift, I think is such a, it's such an effortless thing. It's such an effortless thing that things, even this sense of, of stepping out from under the authority in inverted commas of the vacation with an artist, um it feels it feels like it should be effortful and it feels like there has to be <clears throat> a choice between right and wrong um but actually the the momentum of itself it's just melting away the problem melts away because it isn't really the issue the issue within myself is already going in that direction it's going in the direction of not prostituting my work to anything no matter how glamorous and beautiful it is and no matter how ethical it claims to be and how connected with the artists it cl claims to be um, the way I'm going is just naturally into being available to who wants to connect with me and being open to receiving gift and using that gift to 
access what few things I need to subsist on to have a dignified and humble, elegant simplicity life and to do my domestic alchemy so that I can then um, lovingly and, and in the most sacred and genuine way and natural way have those gifts pour out into the world, have my art go to the right people who really love it and want it and can benefit from it, not, not be benefit again, dodgy word, <clears throat> but can be nourished by it, nourished and freed by it perhaps. Um, so yeah, everything, everything is freeing up just now. I've, I've been doing this painting, um, I'm doing these online live painting sessions um, through my own uh, will, rather than under the organisation. And um, I just started painting kittens, started painting cats and kittens. It's pretty intense in the kitchen just now. There's a lot of kittens and a lot of cats and it's it's hard to sit down for more than a few seconds before kittens are climbing up my trouser legs <laughs> and um, getting on my lap and playing with my toggles on my, my ties on my um, jumper. Um, and then the mother jumping up after them and jumping all over the place and, and trying to control them and so on and lots of noise in the background, lots of mewing and and uh, playing and falling up and falling down. Um, but I started doing this painting just of two kittens and I thought, oh, it's just like a sketch. I mean, it's probably not going to be anything. But then, you know, doing the, the painting sessions and just opening the doors of the studio and talking with other people who are creating and... Um, different levels of people who've not painted much in their life, people who are professional artists, just opening the doors and letting this be what it is and holding space for it to expand. Um, <clears throat> this painting came out uh, that is like the cat family that I feel so divinely connected with this family that of cats that are currently um, taking up a lot of space in my house. And they're, they're teaching me and doing the painting was this profound, oh my goodness, like I have not painted cats since. I've painted like one cat in a, in a painting and I've painted a couple of cat women. I'm just looking at one now. Cat woman lives from her vagina uh, and her power. But I haven't done like just cats, you know, like just painting cats. And I realised that I haven't painted cats since I was literally nine years old or around about that age, primary school. I remember in the extension of our school, the extension building, um, painting a very specific scene of a, a, a mother cat with the kittens feeding on her, like very naive and just the style of the head and everything. And I thought I was really laughing with one of the, the beautiful people who were on my painting sessions with me saying, I feel like I'm continuing that painting now that something when I was young I, I did this painting but I remember at the time doing it I remember it being you know I remember somebody commented on it in some way like the teacher said something about it or maybe there was the teacher was embarrassed about it or something about the like the the fact that they were feeding or something I don't know there was just something about it that it made me think like it made me tighten and, and get more tight and feel like oh in order to please the teacher I have to do something that's more you know, like maybe a more ornamental kind of cat you know a cat that is um, playing in the flowers or something like not doing something gross like suckling kittens you know in this big you know because I knew about life I've grown up with cats and animals and 
my my family had a small holding at the time and you know there were lambs and goats and chickens and all kinds of stuff and ducks and cats and dogs and there was a lot going on so like of course I'm going to talk directly about that of course but then I can see I can see how when I was started to paint these cats you know I'm 47 years old I left art school in my 20s my early 20s um I still have something that is telling me that I can't do this, something holding me and telling me that it's not good enough or um, it should be something else or, you know, painting cats is stupid, you're being sentimental or, you know, like people at art school used to put down certain people's work, put down Elizabeth Blackadder's, she paints a lot of cats and flowers, I love her painting actually. Um, Andy Goldsworthy, you know, painting anything to do that's directly to do with nature and um, the simplicity and power of being immersed in nature and like me being fully immersed in this relationship with these animals and being profoundly connected with and profoundly learning from them about family, about fertility, about gestation and birth and about fatherhood, about the masculine healing himself. He had a Benjamino had a wound in his leg recently, um, about him holding space for the kittens and and so on, and just like sleeping with them and grooming them and so on, washing them. Ah, oh, it's just a, it's really really amazing. Um, and why that wouldn't want to just come directly into a painting, you know? And I realised that there's something, you know, I've maybe been overly serious or like trying to be serious in my paintings like what is that is, is there a contract somewhere where I can't fully be myself where I can't just have have some fun and humor I do have fun and humor in my paintings but I think I could have more love and fu fun and humor and have the profundity come through the lifefulness of it rather than through the conceptual idea of a spiritual image a you know spiritual energy with halos and rays and so on so yeah, it's just a, a very significant thing to be opening up this space, letting it be what, what it wants to be rather than dictating what it is or branding it or defining it in any way, letting it be completely open and and also letting myself be completely open in that space with, with other people, with other living men and women um, and really that that be the relationship, you know, the the relationship with the public rather than rather than being a contract, rather than being uh, a piece of paper, a transaction, an agreement, this being fully in the gift and the gift expanding, like being in the gift isn't, isn't like a plateau that we get onto. It's a living, breathing thing that is continually expanding and becoming more abundant. And, and yeah, I, and that includes the abundance of of myself healing my family trauma and healing my fertility and healing my relationship with my own womb, my relationship with my core, my relationship with my, my very rooted vitality, with the place that I live in, with my partner, with my house, like the whole thing just coming into more and more into uh, symbiosis, love, healing, healed, vitality um yeah it's really it's really um a very blessed time 
so I'm sending these blessings out to you. If you'd love to join me in the painting sessions, I'm currently running them at 4pm on a Sunday, uh, Monday at 11am and 4pm, and that's Rome, Italy, or Central European Time, C-E-T. And, um, yeah, I'll be continuing doing them on this um, rhythm until I hear from others otherwise. And I'd love to see you and meet you there. And in the meantime, if you'd love to support my work, if you'd love to support these living voice transmissions, formerly known as podcasts, um, if you'd love to support my painting, my studio work, my lifestyle and help support me keeping doing what I'm doing and doing more of it, then just go to my website and there's a page called Con Connect. Uh, click on connect from the main menu and there's um, ways of getting in touch with me uh, either contact me directly or there's buttons at the bottom of the page which are different places you can support me either on patreon directly via paypal which actually is a bit indirect because it, it then has to go to my bank account or um, on buy me a coffee uh, which also goes to um, patreon i think um, so uh, so it goes to paypal so yeah contact me directly if you want to support me in another way i can also accept bitcoin if i can remember how to join that up i, I don't know i might have a, a button for that on my website i need to check that um or i can send you direct details about my bank account that i'm trying to figure out how to get a button for that on my website too um but yeah i'd love to be supported and i'd love to share my work with you so yeah just get in touch um patreon is probably the best place to uh, be in touch with me uh, ongoing um, so sign up there join me there and um, yeah I really hope to see you in, in some of these uh, online painting sessions uh, if not in person sometime um, yeah I'm, I'm forming new ways all the time uh, to be living in gift and that involves a living dialogue and uh, arrangements with people who are interested in my work and want to work alongside me or get inspiration together or uh, take some guidance from me so just let me know what you feel and think and and I'll, I'll let you know what I feel and think about it and yeah keeping living relationships alive and gift much love much blessings much beauty on your day and yeah, all the expansive goodness to you. Ciao.